Hello, thank you for joining me on Humanities Radio. I'm Jana Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities, and today we're discussing International Holocaust Remembrance Day, why we observe it, and how it is commemorated throughout the world. Julia Ault, Assistant Professor of History, is with me to discuss more. On January 27, many countries around the world observe International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Can you talk a little bit about when this day, when this day of remembrance began and why it was established? Yeah, um, let's step back even for just a second. And even though it might seem obvious, consider um, what Holocaust remembrance events are, what the Holocaust was. And um, Holocaust Remembrance Days um, have taken different forms over the years in different places, but at their core, they are supposed to commemorate the victims of the Nazi genocidal policies during World War II, which we refer to as the Holocaust. Uh, Specifically, Holocaust Remembrance Days charge us to remember and learn from the intentional and systematic murder of six million Jews, as well as other victims Roma, Sinti, which we know more commonly as gypsies um, in Eastern Europe. And these were the part of Nazi racial policies to purify, right, to isolate and others, other, and then get rid of um, people who were seen as enemies, um, but of course were um, totally blameless victims in um, this Nazi system uh, in the context of World War II. Specifically, International Holocaust Remembrance Day was officially declared by the UN General Assembly in 2005. Uh, It came out of uh, a push for an international day with the 60th anniversary of the end of World War II and the end of the Holocaust. Um, And it was officially then celebrated for the first time in January 2006. And so um, why was it established? Like there, I mean, I understand there are multiple purposes, obviously, of having a a remembrance day. Um, So what are the, their, what were their specific goals for having, for holding this day? It's at least twofold, if not more than that. Um, On the one hand, uh, remembrance days are very much about what the name says, remembering um, survivors, remembering victims, remembering what happened, the horrors of the death camps, of death marches, of the ghettos, um, all of the different aspects of the genocide. Um, But it's not just to commemorate the past, it's also to go and to never forget, but to move beyond that, to say, what can we learn from the past? How can we avoid uh, policies that lead to violence and ethnic cleansing and genocide? you know, different forms of systematic oppression um, in our lives today. So I think it was twofold. It's to remember, but then also to act on that remembrance um, in a proactive way. And what is the significance of the date of January 27? Yeah, January 27th is the day that the Red Army or the Soviet Army, uh, which was allied with the U.S. against Nazi Germany during World War II, Um, It was the day that the Red Army liberated Auschwitz in January of 1945. So the German army, the Wehrmacht, was retreating to the west, and um, the concentration camp was abandoned with prisoners who were too sick and too weak to be forced on death march. So the Red Army actually um, came upon some 6,000 
survivors in Auschwitz. Wow. Um, yeah, and they were um, ill, but many of them actually died after the fact because their bodies couldn't absorb nutrition anymore. Um, but so Auschwitz is important because they, there are actually these living survivors of uh, the camp, but also Auschwitz is significant because it was um, the largest concentration and death camp within the Nazi system. So it's sort of uh, important on multiple levels. Each year they have a different theme for International Remembrance Day. What have some of those themes been since 2005 and how um, were have they been commemorated? I think we're starting in 2010, they started including various themes. Um, and this speaks again to the two-part mission of the day to both remember and to educate. Um, so these themes have looked at different ways in which people experience the Holocaust. Um, so they've had themes such as uh, women and children, um, journeys of the Holocaust, because many people were moved thousands of miles from their home uh, to ghettos and then ultimately to camps in many cases. So there's a, a large geographic span to this. Um, they've had themes that looked at discrimination, especially racial discrimination um, and things uh, of that nature. So it helps to illuminate how these policies affected different types of people in different ways, um, but also, again, to connect uh, from the specific instance of the Holocaust to broader trends we've seen in the world since and today. Right. And what are some of the different ways the very various countries observe the day? Because there are so many different countries that observe International Holocaust Day. How, how do they observe it differently? Yeah, um, there's something like... 39 countries uh, participate in International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, and then some countries, including the US, have a, a separate um, Remembrance Day as well. So there are events that happen on, um, you know, on different days around the world. Um, a lot of it originated with um, an emphasis on survivor testimony and witnesses speaking to uh, their own experiences and to their families' uh, stories. Um, Yuli Wiesel, who wrote Night, you know, was very famously, um, you know, spoke about these things. Uh, the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum also in the U.S. Um, did a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot of emphasis now as we have fewer survivors still alive. Um, you know, we're just many years since the end of World War II and the Holocaust, that it, it's more of an educational event now. So uh, lectures, presentations, sometimes showing a film or a documentary and then hosting discussions. Um, University of Utah, of course, does similar things with the You Remembers Days um, on campus. Oh, other places, actually at Auschwitz, they do a really interesting memorial where they walk holding um, candles from Auschwitz um, to Birkenau, which are, it's a very large complex. And so I think it's actually like a, over a kilometer, a kilometer and a half walk between the two parts of the camp. Um, and it's sort of supposed to symbolize the um, those who lived, right? Mm -hmm. um, that um, not um, everyone, the Nazi policies on some level weren't successful, right? And so there, this is um, remembrance, which commemorate those who lived, right, who are still alive and still speak to the experience. Yeah. So as, as you've said, many countries also have their own Remembrance Day 
Can it, why is that? And is it different than International Day of Remembrance? Or how does it differ? Yeah, I think in part because uh, an International Day, International Holocaust Remembrance Day came so late, a lot of, a number of countries had started their own national days before that um, to remember. And in a lot of cases, they those uh, national days um, relate to somehow that country's involvement in um, World War II or the Holocaust. So U.S. Holocaust Remembrance Day is at the end of April. And um, Jimmy Carter started this in the late 1970s. And it is um, based on the U.S.'s liberation of Dachau which was one of the Nazi concentration camps in 1945. Um, and similarly in the UK, they celebrated um, their day of remembrance was the anniversary of the British liberation of Bergen-Belsen, which is yet another um, concentration camp. And interestingly in Argentina, um, Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh, they picked the um, anniversary of the beginning of the Warsaw Ghetto uprising in 19, um, 43 as their day to commemorate um, the Holocaust. Oh, I should say, of course, um, Israel has, you know, perhaps the most um, important Holocaust Remembrance Day. It is a national holiday there. Um, and it actually changed around a bit um, in the 1950s before they settled on the day, uh, which is now celebrated one week after the end of Passover or after Passover. Um, and it's yeah, it's it changed a couple of times, and coincidentally, then there are a bunch of uh, Holocaust Remembrance Days that happen to be in April. Um, but one of the really interesting things that they do in Israel is there's a two-minute moment of silence um, at 10 a.m. and sirens go off, and there are actually videos of this on YouTube you can look up. Um, people stop whatever they are doing. If they're on the road, they're driving, they stop on the middle of the highway and get out of their cars um, and stand for the moment of silence as a sign of respect. It's um, really powerful to watch. Oh, wow. And um, the the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Day of the Remembrance is similar to they do kind of the same day as Israel, right? Or they do it kind of just the very end of April. Yeah. So I had actually seen two different origin stories, <laughs> and I checked with a friend of mine who uh, also does Holocaust and German history, um, and they do. Yeah, the Holocaust Remembrance Day in Israel and in the U.S. Um, happen to almost exactly coincide. Um, yeah, so I've seen that the U.S. is, is based on Israel, as I've also seen it um, that is based on the U.S. liberation of Dachau. Um, so, you know, I perhaps, you know, fortuitously, these things tend to line up right at the end of April for different reasons. Yeah. How how can we as individuals, because, I you know, on campus here at the U, when we do U Remembers, there's a lot going on on campus. And so I think there's a lot of different ways to get involved in these remembrance activities. However, if you're not a member of campus, how how as individuals can we better honor and observe International Holocaust Remembrance Day? We've got really important um, things here, right? Of course, remembering the victims, remembering what happened, the horrors that people had to live through or were not able to live through um, in the camps, um, in you know, death marches and various ways. Um, but also, I think more broadly to think about the consequences of hatred 
um, of anti-Semitism, of racism um, that still exists today. Um, you know, that we should be sympathetic, empathetic people in our lives. Um, you know, what is the pain of isolating a particular group of individuals? What are the potentially dangerous consequences of uh, creating this idea of a dangerous other? Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, it should inspire us, right, to do better um, and to try to combat those individual and systemic prejudices that um, we experience, you know, in our own lives in the U.S. and, you know, around the world. That was Julia Alt, Assistant Professor of History. For more information about the University of Utah College of Humanities, please visit humanities.utah.edu and don't forget to subscribe.